We begin today in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near at the true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Let us now pause for reflection on God's word and for self-examination. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, And in the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Old Testament reading for today is from Amos chapter 5. Woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. Why would you have the day of the Lord? It is darkness and not light, as if a man fled from a lion and a bear met him. Or went into the house and leaned his hand against the wall, and a serpent bit him. Is not the day of the Lord darkness and not light, and gloom with no brightness in it? I hate, I despise your feasts, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the peace offerings of your fattened animals, I will not look upon them. Take away from me the noise of your songs. To the melody of your harps, I will not listen. But let justice roll down like waters, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle today is from Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 4. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. 
But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let me be thine forever, my faithful God and Lord. Let me forsake thee never, nor wander from thy word. Lord, do not let me And for such grace forever, thy holy name I'll bless. Lord Jesus, my salvation, my light, my life divine, my only consolation. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who gives and who strengthens our faith. The words for our sermon this morning are from the Gospel of Matthew 25 that we have just read. It was the end of World War II, and the Allied forces had turned the tide to the point that the day of victory over the Axis forces could be seen. The community needed to make a decision. Allied forces were approaching from both the west and the east, but there was a big, big difference. It was American forces approaching from the west and Russian forces from the east. 
there would be a big difference in their future depending on who took over. So the community decided, head west. Head towards the Americans where the future seemed brighter. I was told it was about 20 wagons that started out. Plans were made and preparations were underway. 20 started out, but only three made it. The difference was in the preparation. Many chose to prepare for the hard journey by taking food and different supplies they had that would help them once they got there. The problem, they never got there. The three who made it prepared differently. They also brought food and needed supplies. The difference, their food and supplies were for the horses. The horses. Their horses survived the journey and therefore so did the people. In our gospel text today, we read of proper preparations. Christ tells the story of ten virgins preparing to meet the bridegroom. But Christ tells us five were foolish, foolish in their preparations. They do not consider the fact that the bridegroom could be delayed, and so they take the easy way out and do not carry the extra oil. Christ called these five the foolish. But let's face it. Many would think the foolish ones were the ones carrying dirty, smelly vessels of oil around with them as they ready themselves for a wedding feast. Imagine bridesmaids today, all dressed up, hair perfect, beautiful gowns, flowers in one hand, and a smelly gas can in the other. Now that looks foolish. And for that matter... In the opening story, I would would imagine that there were those who thought it was foolish to load down the wagons with grain and hay. You can't eat that. That's what we need to realize today. The world will think we are foolish as we prepare for the wedding feast of the last day. The world will also think they are doing fine in their preparations for the last day. In today's parable, the five virgins who have had to go back to get their oil, the five Jesus called foolish, actually thought they should be allowed into the wedding feast. They were surprised to hear the words, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. The world will actually think they are on the road to paradise. And so they will be entrenched in their thoughts about us, about us being the foolish ones. And so we know we cannot look to the world for our preparations. But where do we look? How do we prepare? How can we not be fooled into thinking we're okay if we're not. How can we avoid foolish and condemning preparations? The key 
is given to us in the scriptures. In the life, suffering, death, and resurrection of our Savior. And now that that work is finished, now that heaven's gates are opened for us, we must realize the truth about Jesus now as we prepare for the last day. He will appear to us from the clouds, as it tells us in Thessalonians and in other places of Scripture. But Christ, according to the Scriptures, has promises for us today as we prepare for his coming on the last day. Our epistle tells us with confidence, we will always be with the Lord. And Jesus says in Matthew 28, I am with you always. And so his second coming, his appearing to us, is to be thought of in this way. We are not preparing for or waiting for an absent bridegroom to appear, to finally come. No. No, we are preparing for and waiting for a hidden bridegroom, one who has been with us all along, to appear before us. Our risen Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, has not left us on our own, has not called out to us, good luck, hope to see you when I get back. And I hope this foolish and hostile world doesn't influence you too much. No. No, he is still with us. The Holy Spirit continually brings Christ to us. And so we, foolish looking to the world, prepare for the appearing of the Lord through the receiving of him now. We wisely repent. We live daily in our baptism, refreshed by those living waters that cleanse us of our sins. We prepare through a regular hearing of his life-saving word. We eat his body and drink his blood for the forgiveness of sins. And we do so on a regular basis. All this we do regularly. For preparation is an ongoing process. It's not a one and done thing like packing a suitcase. We do these things so that we remain in him. We do these things, be with him by faith, be with him though he is now hidden from our sight. And we do so to ensure that we are properly prepared properly prepared for the day that he no longer hides himself. Craig, another way we do this, a way that you, Craig, have now finished doing this is through studying God's word through the use of the catechism in confirmation. And today, you confess that you indeed are prepared for Christ's second coming. Today you confess that though the world may think you foolish, you will cling to the word of God and prepare for his return through being strengthened by his body and blood given for you. And during this process of confirmation, 
you also have chosen James chapter 4, verse 7 to remind you of your confession of faith in confirmation. That verse says this, Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Craig, this is a great verse. A great verse to remind you of your need to prepare for Christ's second coming. Preparing for Christ's second coming is a continual process. An enduring process. And the two main verbs in your confirmation verse, submit and resist, are both classified as enduring verbs. This means that they must be done continually. And if we stop doing either, we easily become unprepared for the Lord's return. Now the term resist is pretty self-explanatory, so I won't spend much time on that this morning. But the term submit is one that needs some explaining and unpacking. In submitting, we are to surrender ourselves to God's will. But that does not mean we are to quietly do so. For God calls us to pray always, pray unceasingly, and to cast all anxieties onto him. And so we are to let God know all of our needs, all of our desires, all of our fears, all of our joys. And then, then, after communicating all those things with God, trust. Trust that he will deal with those things effectively according to his good and holy will. So submitting to God means to surrender all things, but also to trust God in all things. And as you do this, you will also resist the devil, and the devil will flee from you, and you indeed will be prepared for Christ's second coming. And so, dear brothers and sisters, do not let the wisdom of the world make you foolish. Do not be swayed by their strong, enticing arguments. Prepare properly for his appearing by receiving his means of grace in which he comes to you in his hidden state. And so then, when he appears, when you can see him, you will be ready and you will see him forevermore. For this certainty, we give all glory, honor, praise, and thanks to God alone. Amen. And now let us confess together our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, 
From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. For the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs, your Father in heaven, we come before you this day, grateful people. For you have completed the work of the cross your son has, and uh, in doing so, we are sure and certain of everlasting life, and we thank you. In the comfort of this grace and mercy, we come before you now on behalf of your people. And so we lift up before you Nicole, Dottie, Lauren, Marge, Alfred, Brecken, Audrey, Janine, Randy, Lance, Floyd, Sharon, Barb, Don, Sydney, Emily, Ed, Len, Meredith, Darlene, Dick, Alice, Nick, Jeanette, Don, Parker, Fred, Doris, Berta, Kyle, Sandy, Arthur, Kathy, and all those in our hearts that are not mentioned here. And we pray, dear Father, that you bless them with the abilities to uh, heal from their adversities and, and afflictions, their illnesses and injuries as you see fit. We pray, dear Father, that your Holy Spirit be with them to strengthen them in faith in the midst of these difficult days. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up Tyler, Devin, Kyle, Roger, Tanner, Logan, Alex, Nick, Daniel, Cameron, and all those who serve in our armed forces. And we pray to your Father that you bless them with the abilities that they need to do the work that is before them. We pray that they do this work to the glory of your name and for the benefit of us, your people. And we also pray to your Father that your Holy Spirit be with them, that they do this work in faith, that, you, that it will be seen as good by you, and that, uh, again, they are strengthened by your Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up those who lead throughout our country and throughout the world, and we pray to your Father, especially in the days after the election, uh, that you bless all those who are uh, in, uh, uh, in government right now, who are in positions of authority, and those who will be uh, in, as, uh, the election, uh, take, or as the results of the election take place. Bless them, dear Father. Give them great wisdom in their days. May they look to you and to you only for this wisdom. May their work be, may their work be a benefit to us, your people. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up our community, our state, our country, and our world as we deal with this pandemic. We pray, dear Father, that you would uh, quickly bring a vaccine to us if it be your will. We also pray for effective uh, and improved medications for those who are afflicted. We pray for those who are on the front lines, whether it be in healthcare or in other areas of service, that you protect them and watch over them as they do their work. And again, dear Father, we pray that uh, this would end soon. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up uh, the youth of our congregation. We thank you, dear Father, and, and ask that you continue to bless them, give them the skills that they need to uh, learn in all of their subjects, and especially, dear Father, uh, that they learn uh, in the gospel of your Son, that they would know more of your grace and your mercy. And also, dear Father, this day we uh, add uh, prayers and thanks for Craig, that he has completed uh, the work related to confirmation that he now uh, uh, is uh, confessing before all of us today of his uh, saving faith in your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy, into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us now pray together the words our Savior taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. me his own. 